This is an All Ears English podcast episode 1967, Fairness in America, Myth or Reality? Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. To get real-time transcripts right on your phone and create your personalized vocabulary list, try the All Ears English app for iOS and Android. Start your seven-day free trial at allearsenglish.com forward slash app. What do most Supreme Court justices have in common? They followed the exact same Ivy League path. Americans like to think of our country as a meritocracy, but is it really? Especially when it comes to education? Find out how to start a robust cultural conversation on this topic today. This podcast is sponsored by Indeed. As a business owner myself, I've learned that the most important key to success is having a great team, but it can be time consuming reading through tons of resumes. Need to hire a great candidate at your company? Why not eliminate the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so that you can connect with candidates faster. Just in the minute that I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash A-E-E. Just go to Indeed.com slash A-E-E right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash A-E-E. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty well, Aubrey. How's everything going with you today? I'm fantastic. It's a beautiful day. My kids are at school. So <laughs> yes, I can get a lot done. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Our listeners should know, by the way, that today's episode is on YouTube as well as on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all those great places. Right, Aubrey? Yes, right. You can see the joy in my face to have a few <laughs> a few minutes of quiet to be very productive while kids are at school. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes they say that you could be more productive if you have less time, right? So, you know, when your kids get home, I'm sure that there's less time to be productive, but that's an episode from another day for another day, I'm sure. Right. You <laughs> cannot be more productive when you have four noisy people no. in your house. That really does affect things. <laughs> yeah. Like whoever said that, I don't know if they have children. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. What are we getting into today? This is really interesting. Yes, this is going to be a great discussion. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, we're talking about I want to ask you first, Lindsay, to dive into this. We're talking about education yes. and, you know, how much it affects our future career, our potential, what this is like in the United States. Yeah. And I'm curious for you, you know, how did you decide where to attend college? And 
sort of, do you have any regrets? Do you feel like it set you up for the career you wanted? Or if you could go back, would you change anything? Yeah, that's a good question, Aubrey. I chose my school based on three things, tennis, price, and weather. (laughs) I I was looking at another school, very similar tennis program, um, uh, not as good weather, much worse weather, and twice the price. So it became pretty easy. I went to a state school in Virginia. My school used to be the Women's College of UVA. So it's a pretty rigorous program. Uh, not a women's college, though. It had gone uh, mm. co-ed. However, it was probably like 70% women still. I don't know. I think I went to a school where people really cared about their studies. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wish I'd gone to a bigger school just to like just to have had more exposure to college football sure. games and the fun things, you know, the state university. I don't think my education set me up either way. I think mm. I majored in psychology and then I just built my path right? I would say I'm I'm neutral on that answer. What about you? Okay. Well, here's what I want to talk about, because I think it's fascinating to think about how different this answer would be for someone who's trying to be a Supreme Court justice in the United States, right? If they they know like how the system works, they can't just go to any state school or any law school they want necessarily. Statistics show they won't be successful, right? Right. This came from an article that I sent your way. I said, Aubrey, let's do an let's do an episode on this, because I think, you know, we have a common narrative that the U.S. is a quote unquote meritocracy. What is a meritocracy? First of all, let's just before we get into that, dive into that stuff. What does it mean? Yeah. So it's a system or a society or an organization where you can move up or you are chosen based on your merit, based on your abilities and your actions rather than anything else about you. Exactly. Not based on your legacy, right? Meaning where your family, what your family did in the past or your money, that would be kind of the opposite. So we have a narrative. We believe that our country is more or less a meritocracy. But this article, what did it say again about how one would attain a clerkship, which is the kind of the feeder for being on the Supreme Court? What did it say? So this was fascinating and and a bit horrifying, I think. (laughs) Yeah. So it said there was a new study that found that undergraduate degrees from Princeton, Harvard and Yale offer a leg up in getting coveted Supreme Court clerkships. So we're going to go into that vocabulary, very interesting vocabulary here. But it definitely showed that there was a correlation that basically a person has to go to one of those three law schools in order to be accepted for a clerkship, which really is the feeder, is really your way into becoming a a judge, especially a Supreme Court judge. Yeah. And then even further there, it narrows down a little bit more. If I remember correctly, I want to encourage our listeners to go and uh, read that article. But I think I remember seeing that you kind of have to go to, in some ways, there's a limited option, you know, Princeton to Har- Princeton undergrad to Harvard grad, sorry, law to yes. clerkship to Supreme Court, um, or maybe Yale to Harvard to clerkship to Supreme. So there's very, very narrow path. So if I want to go to Berkeley and then go to Harvard Law, I'm not likely, even if I attain my law degree from Harvard, I'm not likely to be to gain that clerkship and eventually exactly. get to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Exactly. Right. The statistics show that the 
large majority are are definitely being um, prioritized, are being um, chosen based on where they went to school. So that really flies in the face of us calling the U.S. a meritocracy. It flies in the face. That's a bonus phrase. That's a fantastic one. I love it. What does it mean? Yeah, it means it contradicts it, right? Yeah. It really yeah. is proving that maybe it's that's not what we thought. Yeah. And I think this path, you know, Princeton undergrad or Yale undergrad to Harvard Law is also a path uh, that we see in a lot of presidents, right? So I have Absolutely. a friend that I grew up with and she did this path, right? She did Princeton undergrad, Harvard Law, and is now in Washington, D.C. And I swear, I think I'm going to see her on the Supreme Court <laughs> or president in the next 25 years. She took years. the right path. Yeah, so. she took the right path. But <laughs> right. So where where do we want to go with this? Because I feel like this could be a very provocative conversation that our listeners could open up. But let's broaden it out. What do you think, Aubrey? Yes, absolutely. Right. We, you want to think about what's this like in your culture? You know, every there will be mixed opinions. Even when we see these statistics, I know that I could bring this up with family members and and there would be arguments okay. because we're going to you're going to face those who have very different ideas about privilege, what privilege means. And and they'll see that and say, no, it's still even, you know, <laughs> they would just argue with these statistics and say, regardless of where they go to school, this is still based on their merit. This is still you know, they they have definitely earned this. And it's just tricky because the statistics don't necessarily show that. Do you think that the reason that people feel it's so important to hold up this narrative in this country is because they also want to know that they could possibly do something similar, not that path, right? If you went to a state school, you're not necessarily going to be in the Supreme Court, right? But they mm. want to see that they could have a path for themselves. So they're very adamant in def defending that, no, like they got there on their own. It's not because they went to these schools. What do you think? That's a really good point. Because if you think about the amount of work and time and money that goes into that path, regardless, yeah. no one is going to want it to be negated or uh, diminished because right. of something like this. So yes, there are a lot of people who are very motivated to disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, we don't like the idea of you know, being handed things or feel like we haven't earned something in this country. I think it's a common part of our value. So what are some words that our listeners could use to open up this topic? So from that sentence we shared from this article, we want to share a couple of these um, vocab words that might come up when you guys, you know, to have this conversation with someone. And it's interesting to think about I, this word coveted. I think just like you were saying, Lindsay, people like the idea of their path or their education being coveted. This word means highly desirable. Mm -hmm. And there's something to be said for that, right? To have there be this um, prestige, which is this other word we'll talk about. But you do. I think there, there is that that does exist in U.S. culture that people do want to think that their education is better than someone else's sometimes. They do. I mean, we spend a lot of money on education in this country. Uh, that's one thing. So if you're going to go put yourself in $300,000 in debt, it should, you know, give you some prestige, I think is the thinking for a lot of people. That is right. right? Not for everyone. I did not feel that way. It sounds like you didn't. You're thinking more nah. about tennis. Yeah. For a honest. lot of people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, let's talk about that word prestige. Yes. Um, that means, right, respect or admiration based on a perception of something. So this, the education might be the same at Harvard, Yale, or a state school. Yes. You know, they have the same standards. They're having to, it's very similar curriculum, but the prestige is very different. 
Totally, totally. It's completely different. And we know there are some really, really good state schools, you know, even I think University of Pennsylvania is technically Ivy League, although we know that Ivy League is actually uh, the name came from sports, right, Aubrey? It came yes. from a sports conference. It's not, but we use Ivy League now to, to say a very, very prestigious high level school. So I think University of Pennsylvania, but a lot of people might say, I'm going to choose Harvard because of the name recognition, the prestige. Right, exactly. And it does make a difference, you know, to to go to University of Pennsylvania and then try to be a Supreme Court justice might be a tougher road, might be an uphill climb. Yeah. You just might not be chosen for that clerkship. And that's not to say this won't change. And I, I hope it does. You know, I, I really hope it does. It could change in the future, but this is kind of what we're observing right now. And yeah. it's not necessarily excluding someone entirely, yeah. but that idiom that was in this article is very vital here. It's giving them a leg up. Mm -hmm. This idiom means an advantage or a head start, mm -hmm. right? So if someone is looking through lots of applications for a clerkship, if they're just filtering based on a school, then that is giving a leg up or an advantage to students who went to a certain school. Yes, I love it. Okay. All right. So what else do we need to know? I mean, how could our listeners... Where should we go with this, Aubrey? We, we, we see this path that it's actually more narrow than we would like to think, you know, the path to yes. get uh, into a clerkship for the Supreme Court. What does this mean for American society, conversations our listeners could have about their countries? Yes, exactly. We are going to share some great phrases for you guys to be part of this conversation. It's a very interesting topic. It might come up at work. It might come up with family and you want to be able to join in the conversation. You you may need to think about what does this have to do with privilege? We're going to share there was another article called Is America Really a Meritocracy? And some statistics from this, I think, make the conversation really interesting, right? Yeah. So, for example, these uh, studies show that Ivy League schools take two thirds of their students, just students that are applying, who they are accepting from the t top one fifth of income, families that have the highest income. Mm -hmm. And only 5% of their students are from the bottom fifth of income. So Oof, if you start ouch. thinking about privilege, right, that statistic sort of speaks for itself. Yep. And this is where we have systemic issues of, right. you know, marginalization, racism that comes in. It's not just on a human level. It's the systems that perpetuate the problems that we have in our country. Right. Exactly. And whether this is for maybe they're hoping to get more funding from the parents of people they're accepting, there could be all sorts of reasons that this is happening. Yeah. And definitely systemic racism is part of it. So to yeah. Realize when you're going to join a conversation like this, there's a lot to know, right? There's a lot to think about. It's um, one thing to start the conversation, but you need to be reading, you know, the news, reading articles like this in English, thinking about these things so that you are informed when okay. something like this comes up. Of course. I mean, you know, this is something also, of course, our listeners know that you're on the IELTS Energy podcast every twice a week over there with Jessica. This would be a fantastic answer that maybe you could pull in to a question related to government or politics or something. Absolutely. Right. Lots of different writing task two topics or speaking mm -hmm. part three questions. They dive deep on social is issues like this. And yes. you have to be reading the news. You have to be filling your head with ideas so that you have something to say, because, you know, it's not enough to be, I don't know, watching reality TV. Oh you my won't gosh. have a lot to say. Boring. <laughs> something <laughs> like this comes up. No one's going to really 
really, I mean, unless you're talking to the exact people that also watch that show and Michelle and I have done another episode on that guys on how to connect over a show. That's great too. But we want to be thinking broad about society, about culture, comparing your culture with other people to actually have interesting conversations in life, right, Aubrey? I don't want to be at a party where the only conversation is about reality TV. I might leave that party. (laughs) I know I'm much more interested if you asked me, like, do you think where someone went to school affects their potential earnings, like their potential income? Okay, I want to be part of that conversation. I'm interested in that. (laughs) 100%. This is how we connect, right, Aubrey? Yeah, absolutely, right? I, I ended up looking into this a little bit too, preparing for this because... I think it's fascinating. So if we if we broaden this topic beyond Supreme Court and look at all jobs, right, all um, educational institutions, studies have been done there as well, just to talk about the relationship between college selection, chosen major and potential income. Mm. And it's interesting. It's very different depending on what you're going into, right? It's different for MBAs versus like someone who's going into science, something like that, right? But it's interesting. So um, if you look at schools that aren't as selective, we'll say. So some we have Ivy League schools and then we have lots of other schools that aren't maybe Ivy League, but they're called selective. uh, Their admission process is very strict. Mm -hmm. And they are, like you said, oh, you know, this University of Pennsylvania is a great school. There's all kinds of statistics about universities that make them a prestigious school besides Ivy Leagues, right? Okay. And there is a correlation. So these schools with top selectivity, the statistic is that graduates earn 12% more on average. So not okay. huge, but definitely there's there's some that makes a difference. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that I would think about that might be causing that really is network, right? And this is where you get into kind of network effects of success or lack of success, how things spiral up or spiral down. Absolutely. Because if the people you went to school with in your network are doing well, you're probably doing well, right? Right. That makes a difference too when you you're the alumni that you know, um, if this is creating this impressive network for you, these connections straight out of college. Yes, that again gives you a leg up. Yeah, a lot of people will tell you now, you know, if they went to Harvard graduate programs, they did it for the network, not necessarily for the education. They did it to have access to that alumni network because it's just incredible. You've got past presidents in that network. You've got, I mean, the leaders of the world, right? And so people do it for the network. They almost buy those connections in a way. Right. And this is what was fascinating is in this article. So it was saying that for business graduates, right, if you're getting an MBA, if you're going into business, that does lead to higher earnings. But for science, for STEM degrees, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, they found that made no difference in income, Ah. which school you went to. Right. Researchers found no statistical difference. So fascinating. And that really makes sense. Yeah. And just remind us where that stat came from. Was that from Discourse Magazine that we have here? It's from research.com. Okay. That was Mm -hmm. um, sharing statistics studies that have been done for lots of different professions and lots of different degrees based on how selective their university was. So super interesting. So it sounds like there's a scale of, you know, meritocracy of this concept in education in the U.S. And science is a place where maybe you can 
pull yourself up more no matter where you got educated. Is that right? Yes, that's what it looks like, whether it's a trade school or, you know, whatever the school is. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these uh, professions, a mm -hmm. lot of people hiring for STEM jobs, they don't care where you went to school. They care about yeah. it's a meritocracy, a true meritocracy. They care Love about that. what you can do with what you've learned and your experience. I love it. So should we finish today's episode by giving our listeners some broad questions, not just about reading an article, but maybe about concepts like broader concepts, Aubrey, what should we what should we show them? Yes, let's do it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay. So the first one, uh, guys, if you want to open a great conversation topic at a party, um, obviously make sure you have the right audience because not everyone's going to want to quote unquote nerd out on this <laughs> in a good way. I mean that. Um, but ask this question. How do you think students should choose what college to attend? Right. Write that one down. Yes. And this would be very interesting if you know anyone who has children that are thinking about attending which college, right? Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people that are thinking about this. And it's an interesting conversation because they might not have thought about some of these issues that we've brought up today. Mm, I love that. And what would be the next one that we could ask? Yes, you could say, do you think the prestige of a school gives students a leg up? Now you're using this super interesting vocabulary we taught you today, talking about something that's very thought provoking. Yes. And then we go to the broadest question of all, guys, saying this. Do you think our country, meaning your country, wherever you're from, do you think our country is a meritocracy? Right. And I guess this is really more of a sliding scale <laughs> than yes. a yes or no answer for every and country. That, I mean, how interesting is that conversation? What there is no yes or no answer, right? If you say, yeah. well, you know, interestingly, I think it depends on which um, sector of you know the job world we're thinking about. Exactly. So this is so good, Aubrey. Where should we leave our listeners? What's our final thought for today? What's our takeaway? Yes, I think this is such a fascinating topic. We really want you to think about what types of things are interesting to talk about. Sometimes you want yeah. to get away from small talk a little bit. Sometimes you want to go deeper or just throw out a thought-provoking question to be the interesting one at the party or at the <laughs> water cooler or at happy hour. And I, I know that I would definitely prefer that. Like, oh, interesting question. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, this makes me think of the quote. What is that famous? I don't know who to attribute this to, but you could probably find it if you Googled it. They say, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. If nobody wants to answer that question, then let's find a new group of people to talk to. If they're all yeah. talking about reality TV... It's kind of Find true. Your people. Yeah, that's the way that I like to live my life. I think that's a really good way to do it. And that's how we get smarter and get better and get more connected, guys. Good stuff, Aubrey. Thanks for bringing this topic to the table. Pretty controversial for a country that considers itself a, a full meritocracy, you know? Yes. And in some ways, we're a little bit hypocritical, right? Because we're yes. not necessarily that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. And I think yeah. that is part of what will make this conversation so interesting, especially if you're talking with native speakers, mm. that not everyone will have the same opinion. There will be some differing opinions that will make for yes. a very interesting conversation. I'd even get into a debate, but we can talk about debate yeah. skills in another episode, guys. Nice. Hit follow on Allers English, and we'll see you guys very soon. Aubrey, thanks so much. 
Thanks, Lindsay. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.